Hello, this is Eric Miskell with EMS Now, and welcome to what, at least for this adventure, is going to be the last podcast on the EMS Now on tour here in uh, Germany. Uh, it's the end of our, my trip out here. I've had the pleasure for the last three weeks of staying and visiting with and touring country companies and countries, actually, with Dita Weiss of Informa. So I thought that before uh, I fly off tomorrow, I'd do one last interview with Dita just to kind of get his thoughts and reflections on what we've seen over the last few weeks and uh, his thoughts on the EMS industry moving forward here in Europe. So Dita, what do you think? What do you, what would be your advice having, you know, we've traveled, we've seen 13 different EMS companies. We've spoken to more. Uh, there've been some common themes throughout all that. But as you look forward now, what would your advice and recommendation be for EMS companies in Europe? Well, uh, first of all, I do understand fully the concerns the EMS companies have in present regarding their material supply chain. That is worrying, it's scary for uh, people because uh, they are now in a, uh, what I call, in, they are in the eye of the storm, mm -hmm. which means uh, uh, it will not become uh, better in January next year. Uh, in fact, uh, we still have to live with this problem for at least another half year. And uh, it means as well that companies will not be able to uh, fulfill the order requirements of their customers in full. Uh, and in return, they do not get the cash that is badly needed uh, in this situation. Uh, so I can only ad advise uh, people if they haven't done that already to make sure that every extra in inventories, specifically in raw goods, they try to get an agreement with their customers to uh, have that at least partly financed. Yeah? In addition, um, uh, we have been seeing uh, those problems that uh, combined with the regionalization or reshoring, uh, some smart buyers try to extend the payment terms and uh, <laughs> that is simply ridiculous in, in such a, a situation uh, to try to even take further advantage uh, of uh, uh, the hardship of uh, some uh, companies. So uh, that is uh, the one thing uh, where I, in actual fact, have, n have not a lot of advice, uh, uh, but to sit it out, uh, that will be the main thing. At the same time, I think uh, people have to look into uh, the material flow internally, because uh, if they are able to reduce the work in process uh, and get material out faster, they have less capital binding, which could offset some of the hardship of uh, uh, additional raw material inventories. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the same time, uh, uh, material flow always has been an issue uh, in regards to uh, uh, production uh, companies. And uh, we all know uh, there are so many uh, solutions out there, uh, like uh, cellular uh, uh, manufacturing for assembling a product or uh, other uh, uh, 
solutions that all lead to a lean production, uh, all of that is there. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, people need to focus on it uh, more because yeah. we're going to see more products coming back from uh, the Far East, and it'll be products in high quanti quantity, so high volume and low mix products, and uh, uh, people need to prepare for that. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of good messages in there. I think to summarize, it sounds like you're saying, you know, you know tighten your belts because the worst may still be ahead of us. Uh, be prepared and uh, be careful about those decisions you're making uh, regarding your finances because, um, as we say in the United States, it's keep, keep some powder dry because you may need it here when, uh, when things start ramping up again. You know, and it's interesting. One of the common themes we heard throughout as we... Uh, as we traveled the last few weeks, was how uh, how close and sticky the relationships are with the with the EMS and their OEMs, and and based on what you're saying here, is I think you know if those communications and those relationships are as good as uh, as the companies implied they were, then hopefully what you're saying, you know that that the, these OEMs will act as true partners in the process and and work with their EMS and not try to take advantage of. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, the relations uh, all the EMS companies have with their existing customers are sticky, uh, they are long-lasting, and uh, people have been working together for more than 20 years. Yeah. Now, what I'm talking about is uh, new customers, uh, uh, new OEMs uh, pulling uh, production out of uh, China, uh, and with those, you have to be selective, you have to be careful, don't uh, just take any order. We have seen it uh, as well that uh, uh, some companies, uh, EMS companies over here in Europe, are very selective in regards to the markets they approach and the regions mm -hmm. uh, where they select their customers. And this is, uh, 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 seems to be quite successful. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, this was a uh, don't mention names, yeah. but I uh, this was a public company, uh, so one uh, could easily see it uh, uh, in in their annual reports. Uh, they only have fifty one percent in material cost, and yeah. that is a result of being very selective. Uh, and I I think uh, even so, that cannot be the strategy for everybody. But then, because then it's not a, <coughs> a, 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 a strategy anymore it's just a me too yeah and you know it's interesting I, f I don't think it was the same ems another one uh, that we spoke to made the comment that uh you know the, the days of ems being taking on any business and being everything to anybody uh are truly behind right so they are being uh, you know it did impress me with the companies we met with that they, that they do have a focus if you ask them what's your target profile they're able to answer that pretty quickly yes um we and Again, uh, just manufacturing PCBAs uh, in the medium term is, is not going to be a, a healthy future. Yeah. Uh, so you need to, if you're, you're big, uh, you need to have a, a full uh, manufacturing uh, solution. Uh, you need to uh, have uh, this uh, full turnkey uh, supply uh, relation with your customers that you can offer it all to them and uh, uh, that 
implies as well that you're not just buying most of the yeah. stuff, uh, but manufacturing a lot of it uh, uh, yourself uh, as long as quantities are right. Yeah, and that and that harkens back. I mean, the PCBA in some ways has become the commoditized part of the industry, and. Um, you know, the, the companies in the United States went through that years ago as well, right? And then so after really growing the industry based on piece base, started, you know, expanding out into those other services uh, to serve their customers more completely. So Yes, and to the smaller uh, uh, companies, I can say... Uh, Try still try to specialize, and we have visited uh, one of them, uh, and I uh, was very impressed not only with the material uh, uh, handling uh, and storage systems they had, which allowed them to reduce uh, the manpower in that area, but as well uh, with the uh, laser soldering mm -hmm. system, which yeah. I hadn't seen before. So those are areas where you can specialize yeah. and. Uh, at, as a small company, you cannot just uh, try to be a me too. Yeah. You know, I, l l another issue that, that the industry, you know, after material supply chain, everybody talked about that as their number one issue. The number two very quickly became labor, right? The, as soon as you asked, what else are you, are you challenged with? Labor was the, was the immediate next answer. You know, and, you know, people are, are being creative. They're being challenged by this. I forget who told us the other day that, uh, you know, they hiring people locally is hard because those people can move over and 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 work in a neighboring country and make more money. So, um, what do you think the 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 I mean, automation is clearly one of the ways they're addressing that. But you still need people. You still absolutely yes. need people. You need well qualified people. What do you think? Uh, you know, how, how does this get resolved? Do you think? Uh, see, the point is, uh, no matter. Uh, whether you uh, look it up uh, on LinkedIn uh, or whether you uh, look at the company, company brochures uh, of, uh, uh, of people, uh, it is always the same. Uh, you see uh, a lot of uh, companies looking not just for few people, but for many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And uh, I was just checking... Uh, a magazine I picked up at one of the companies on the back sides uh, listed at least 25 positions uh, of open positions yeah. uh, where they were looking for new people. Uh, so what are they others we heard uh, three-digit numbers of people they were looking for, and and you know and and a lot of the companies have apprentice programs which are were a way of introducing and trying to get new workers in. I think the ones who did have them that we spoke to said that they hired yeah. pretty much everyone out of it. Um, let's let's just on focus on, on, on Germany in this issue. Uh, we heard two companies who are actually uh, hiring uh, people in uh, other European or, or North African uh, factories, getting them trained in uh, those factories, and so soon they are trained, uh, they uh, bring them over to Germany in order to fill, fill the gaps in, in production. Uh, now, a big company uh, with a more global footprint is able to do so. Mm -hmm. yeah? But what about all the others? Yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, well, they all thing, seem to be going to neighboring countries to try to attract it. They seem Domestically, they seem challenged to get people to work in, in the industry at one level. Yes. Heck, we even saw, we spoke to a few who had 
were family, right? Where the founders started it, and then but then the the, the founders' children weren't interested in continuing it. So then, oftentimes, you saw like a private equity coming in or something. Yeah, but that and, that uh, doesn't uh, cover all the needs, uh, and. Uh, uh, we have been for the last six years over here in Germany talking about uh, refugee problems that we got a lot of people from uh, other countries and uh, uh, there is discussion as well to, to take some of them uh, back home to the country which seems to be nearly impossible. Uh, but if we have uh, these people over here in Germany and we uh, are fin even financially looking after them, uh, but on the other hand, being so stupid, not allowing them to to work and pay for their own living, yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, there would be opportunities. Uh, I w don't want to generalize this, that mm -hmm. all of these people are capable to, to work in a highly industrialized uh, production facility. Mm -hmm. uh, but the one thing I say uh, is don't expect to get fully trained uh, people uh, <coughs> and just pick them and put them in into your production. Yeah. You will have to uh, go through the hardship of, uh, uh, of training these people yourself. And uh, uh, let me say it, uh, we do have, uh, in addition, uh, the... IPC training, which is offered by several companies who are uh, working together with IPC to get IPC certified operators. Uh, and there are op uh, opportunities here uh, with the help of IPC yeah. uh, to get to qualified uh, employees and uh, um, still they then need on-site training as well. But Let's not just whine about this situation. Let's uh, be active, proactive, and look for solutions rather than just looking for yeah. the problems. And I, I just remember too. One of the companies we spoke to made the comment that you know, you know, going. It's not like in olden days you could go to or in olden days. Previously, you could go to and maybe you go to a different company, try to hire away somebody. But they said, even in the current environment, people are reluctant to leave a company because there's a lot of uncertainty out there. So the idea of jumping ship and going to someone else may not. So I think that this is a, a challenge that will persist. Um, and it, uh, it certainly is going to, like you're saying, it, people need to be proactive, find solutions there. Automation is part of it, but like I said, it's also finding high-quality yeah. people to, to still manage the processes. Now, let's face it, uh, the working climate in most of the com uh, companies and countries is quite a good one. Uh, the people are settled in the area uh, where they work and where they live. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it is difficult to get someone out of this environment uh, uh, to to change your job, uh, uh, you will have to offer a lot of money. But but by doing so, you're just ruining uh, the the whole uh, structure uh, of of labor cost. And uh, uh, in my opinion, that is not the solution. Because yeah. uh, at the end, you you uh, are faced with much higher labor cost. And uh, look at the EMS. It has two main uh, cost uh, uh, items, that is material and labor. Yeah? And uh, you need to make sure that you control these two items in order to make a profit. Otherwise, you end up uh, with a zero or even with a loss. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, shifting gears a bit, um, 
Where do you see the opportunities for EMS? We've, we've had a lot of conversations, and I don't mean just, you know, from more outsourcing and what have you, but are there particular things relative to industry sectors or type of manufacturing, anything that struck you that might be opportunities still to be filled in the, uh, in the industry? Uh, well, in actual fact, uh, if I look at the def- different market seg- uh, segments, I wouldn't now uh, just jump on the wagon and say, well, hey, uh, you all should uh, uh, look at medical electronics or you all should look at agricultural uh, uh, electronics or you all uh, should uh, look at uh, air and space and defense. Uh, Yes, those are areas where you uh, have better margins. But if everybody uh, uh, jumps on those, uh, it's just going to be a matter of time (coughs) until the margins are ruined. you have to be carefully selecting uh, your play field uh, and uh, you should know then exactly what you're doing and uh, have a strategy uh, that uh, um, uh, gives you uh, the real uh, market, uh, markets for, you, for your company. Yeah. Yeah? So uh, uh, that's why I'm not recommending anything. You can as well make a lot of money with uh, industrial electronics if you're still uh, yeah yeah I uh, and again it's not uh, in this uh, part it's not a matter of, of size I have just screened a company uh, with uh, who just d- does two and a half million in revenues um, in uh, a very industrialized area where they are and they are just picking uh, orders for industrial electronics from the surrounding of, uh, let's say, in the region of 50 kilometers around them, and they make uh, 350,000 euro in net profit after tax uh, with two and a half million in revenues. Hey, that's that's a good number. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it is possible to still make a lot of money, yeah. but you have to choose your 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 playground. Yeah. No, and your playground, that's a good way of putting it, actually. So, um, any final thoughts on what we've done? What we, You know, I think it was, it was a hell of an adventure, Dita, because I think, you know, we, we, we planned this earlier in the year, not knowing what the end of the year would be like, and it was a bit of a challenging environment for us still, and we had a lot of concern about, you know, our, our company is going to be canceling their meetings. Are we not going to be able to accomplish and see what we did? You know, we're very fortunate in that uh, we were able to maintain a full booking. You know, I think there was only one that really backed out for, for valid reasons. Um, and um, so, you know, I think what we've accomplished here and what we were able to do was quite exciting and quite unique. Um any final thoughts as we're ending this chapter of it? Yeah, well, um, it was actually not the company backing out. Uh, it was uh, the, cunt- the country, it was Switzerland, yeah. uh, uh, all of a sudden uh, making it necessary to uh, uh, imply new r- rules and everybody getting into the country needed a PCR test yeah. and we were not prepared for that and uh, time, uh, that's right. uh, why we had to, to cancel the appointment. But a week later we were prepared and then unfortunately yep. the company uh, uh, had customer visits and uh, we couldn't go there. So, yeah, tough luck. Uh, we'll have a, a video conference with them. 
uh, yes, probably early uh, next year to make up for that. And uh, again, apologies to everybody uh, whom we did not uh, visit. Uh, uh, it was tough for us, whereas uh, uh, a lot of company already preparing for Christmas uh, and for uh, uh, the holiday season. Uh, we have been over here working uh, a lot, uh, 12 to 14 hours every day, traveling uh, at night, uh, writing reports, doing the interviews and all of that. Um, so in actual <laughs> fact, I have to admit, I have no Christmas feeling at all. Uh, <laughs> and I'm already uh, making new appointments uh, for next week. And yeah. uh, I'll probably be working until the next day. Yeah. Uh, and that is a message uh, uh, I would like to pass to this industry. Uh, there are many uh, supportive uh, people out there in the industry to help you, whether it's uh, EMS now with supplying you uh, information, whether it's IPC supplying you with training and standards and certifications, um, whether it is the EMS scout who uh, uh, gives you information about the top companies in Europe and in Germany, as well as uh, uh, giving you the opportunity uh, to get uh, better contact to the OEMs, or whether it's informal with reliable market data. We're all here to help you. So if you uh, have problems or challenges, uh, would be the better word, then just contact, contact us and uh, we'll be there to help you. Yeah. And you just remind me, as you're saying, kind of the Christmas and not having... We saw a lot of nice Christmas trees, too. And most oh, of the yes. offices we went to, it was... Uh, um, it was that was kind of nice every time in most places we went they there was a christmas there was a tree. christmas tree yeah. in actual fact in in every place there was a christmas tree one uh, christmas tree looked like if it was from last year but uh, that's another story yeah we won't mention company names there will we so uh, we're not handing out awards for best christmas tree here i'm just saying <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was festive and it was good, you know, kind of interesting time of year to be doing this. Dita, thank you. Uh, hopefully, we get to do another uh, version of this uh, in 2022. Um, you know, come yes. back to Europe. I'd love to come back and tour with you and do some more of this. So, thank you for your hospitality, for your guidance, for your for making all this happen. Uh, you've been a great colleague, and look forward to doing this again sometime. Yes, thank you, uh, Eric. Uh, I can only uh, give back the compliments. It was uh, uh, a pleasure working with you, having you over here. Uh, we didn't beat each other's, uh, other up. Uh, we had a lot of very constructive discussions. And I can only uh, say to the audience, stay tuned and uh, listen uh, and read uh, about us uh, on the Internet. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank you, and we wish you all very safe and festive holidays.